Welcome to the One More Verse podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Tuesday, November the 10th, 2015. Today's reading was Judges chapter 6, verses 1 through 40. So come on, and let's discuss what we read together. Well, it seems that God's people just cannot walk in obedience with much consistency. And so once again, they have done what is evil in the sight of the Lord, and God has given them over into the hand of these Midianites. Now, you need to know that the Midianites are these distant relatives of the um, Israelites. And so this hand of Midian overpowered Israel. And the people of Israel had been bullied for seven years. Basically, what happened is that if they grew crops or they developed their their livestock, then whenever all those things came in, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and these people of the east, they would come and they basically would say, give us your lunch money. And they wanted the things for themselves. And so the people were hiding and they were not doing things in the normal way because these people would just come and they would camp against them and they would take all that they have. And the people really didn't have much of anything left for sustenance. You can imagine what it's like uh, for these people to be out there, not to have much to eat. The Bible says that they had been brought very low. And when they got to a point of desperation, which it seems like that's what it always takes for us is some sort of crisis. But when they reached a point of desperation, they cried out to the Lord for help. Now, they cried out to him and God heard them. But it's interesting that before the Lord delivered them, he sent them a prophet. And this prophet goes to them and he reminds them who he is. I'm the one who's delivered you. I'm the one who brought you out of Egypt. I'm the one who gave you this land and you made a covenant and you said that you would obey and you said that you would follow me and you wouldn't chase after these other gods, but you have not obeyed my voice. Now, I don't know how this prophet was received and we don't have much by way of account of how the people responded. But generally speaking, if we're in desperate circumstances and we're asking for help, a word from the Lord is not always received well, especially when it's calling us to obedience and pointing out our inconsistency and sin. But that's what happens. God sends a prophet. And then we have this incredible encounter between the angel of the Lord, Jesus, and this man named Gideon. Now, our introduction to Gideon is really quite comical. Gideon is threshing out wheat in a wine press. A wine press is not made for wheat, but he's in there and he's hiding from the Midianites and he's hoping that he's going to be able to thresh enough wheat and keep it for himself. And so suddenly the angel of the Lord appears to him and he says, the Lord is with you O mighty man of valor who hides in the wine press and threshes wheat. Now, Gideon, I don't know if Gideon had looked up. I don't know if he just heard the voice. But Gideon, he he really gets a little bit sassy. And he's like, oh, I hear what you're saying. So if the Lord is with us, then how come all of this stuff has happened? Where's all these wonderful deeds that our fathers have told us since I was a boy? How God brought us up from Egypt and all these sorts of things. No, God's not with us. God has abandoned us. He's forsaken us. And he has left us to the Midianites. Now, it's interesting because 
in this moment, God's already sent a prophet and the prophet said, yes, you find yourself in distress because my way is best. And when you disobey, it comes with consequences. But isn't this the way that our hearts turn so often? When bad things happen, we doubt God's goodness. When difficulty um, comes to our lives, we often abandon our faith and we seek to try to find answers on our own. And by the strength of our own hands, we're going to rescue ourselves. And so he throws this out there. And I love it because the Lord doesn't even acknowledge that he's complaining. He just goes right on and he says, I want you to go in this might of yours. and I want you to save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do I not send you? Suddenly, I don't know if Gideon just gets a clue or what happens, but he's like, "Uh oh, this is not just an ordinary conversation. I'm being sent by an authority greater than myself. And so he begins to make excuses for why it shouldn't be him. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord encourages him, but I will be with you. And you're going to strike the Midianites as one man. You know, so often we want to think that it's all about our abilities and our talents and the things that we can do. But the good news of the gospel is that it's not about our strength and our ability. It's about God's goodness and his kindness. And so the Lord says, listen, I understand what you're saying. Small clan, you're the least, but it's me who's going to win this victory. It's not going to be because of the strength of your family or because of your standing and leadership abilities. It's going to be because I've heard my people and I keep my covenant and I give grace even to disobedient people. And so Gideon says, okay, well then if I found favor, then I'd like a sign. Now for us, we read this and often we want to just kind of dismiss it. And we're like, well, what's wrong with Gideon? Why is it that he wants a sign? You see, signs and wonders were used to authenticate the ministry or the authority of the one speaking. And so it must not have been uh, uh, an offense because he says, don't, don't leave. Stay right here. I'm going to bring you a present. And Jesus says, I'll stay till you return. So he goes and he fixes a nice meal quite extravagant given the circumstances that food was not plentiful and he comes and uh, the angel of God gives him instructions and he tells him I want you to take the meat and these unleavened cakes and I want you to put them on this rock which is basically uh, a, a makeshift altar then he says pour the broth over him and so he does it and the angel of the Lord takes the tip of his staff he touches the meat and the unleavened cake, and suddenly fire comes up from the rock. It consumes all of the offering, and the angel of the Lord vanishes. Can you imagine what this must have been like? What started out as a conversation where Gideon really doesn't have time for it, and he doesn't want to hear about how God's with us, to realizing that God is at work and God is doing something. And so when he offers this and the flames spring up, suddenly he figures out, oh no, I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. I'm going to die. But the Bible tells us that the Lord said to him, now if the angel of the Lord has vanished, then this must just be an audible voice. And the Lord says, peace, don't be afraid. You're not going to die. And so Gideon built an altar there and he called it appropriately enough. The Lord is peace. 
And it's still there, the Bible says to this day. And so that night, God gives him some instructions. And the instructions are to go to take his father's bull and a second bull, seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal that the father has and cut down the Asherah that is beside it. And then take and build an altar to the Lord God. And so this is a difficult thing. You know, I find that in families, it seems to be that inside family is the most difficult context for living out our faith. And so Gideon obeys, but he doesn't obey it by broad daylight and calling people to repentance. But he takes 10 men of his servants and he does it over in the cover of night. So sure enough, the next morning, the men of the town wake up. They see what's happened. They all get angry. They start to investigate. They want to know who did this thing. And after an inquiry, they figure out it was Gideon. So they go and they tell Gideon's father, Joash, you get your son out here. We're going to kill him. He's going to pay for what he's done. But I love Gideon's father because he says, so you're going to fight for Baal. You're, You're going to save the God that you worship. If he really is a God, then just let him fight for himself. His altar's broken down, so if he's not happy about it, he can do something. And so Gideon gets a nickname, Jerubbaal. And that basically just means let Baal fight for himself. And so all these Midianites and Amalekites and these people of the East once again have come together and they're, they've camped out and they're getting ready to attack the people of God. But God... Um, in the scripture tells us that the spirit of the Lord clothes Gideon. What a beautiful picture that he is just absolutely surrounded. And so Gideon sounds a trumpet and the Abizarites follow him. And then people from his own clan and Manasseh follow him. And then he sends messengers to Asher and Zebulun and Naphtali. And they all go up to meet him. And even with all of this activity, even with the spirit of God clothing him, Gideon says to God, listen, I I just need some encouragement. If you're really going to save Israel by my hand, would you do me a favor? Would you grant me favor with you? And would you just give me a sign? And so basically he takes a fleece of wool and he says, if there's just fleece uh, dew on the fleece only, then I'll know that it's you. And so he gets up the next day. Sure enough, it was just as he had requested. Then he, then he says, okay, just one more thing, and, and don't be angry with me, but would you just let me test just once more with the fleece and let it um, be dry on the fleece only in the ground. Let it be all wet and covered with dew. And so that night, God did it as well. God delights in strengthening our faith. And so, what an incredible story today that we've met our man of valor, hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat getting sassy with the angel of the Lord, only to figure out, uh uh-oh, now I've encountered the Lord and I'm going to die, to going by cover of night, to still needing some encouragement and some help. And we're going to see in the coming days all the incredible deliverance that God will accomplish through this man of valor. What a great story. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the handle TheJohnNix. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.